Hello, this is Juliet, and you're now listening to Comfort Sounds. Before we begin, let's take a deep breath together. together. Enjoy. Hello, this is Juliet, and you're now listening to Comfort Sounds. Before we begin, let's take a deep breath together. together, together. <sighs> Enjoy. Hello, my name is Edison. And hello, my name is Princia. And we're here together today to do a Q&A. I'm here with Princia, which is also my sister. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. All right, so starting the interview, this Q&A, I want to ask Edison, what was your inspiration, your background inspiration for starting, initially starting emotional comfort wear? So my background and initial experience is you, actually. And the topic revolving, revolving around mental health, I witnessed you when you were younger, I'll say around 10. That's when I can remember the age. You used to have a battle with mental illness. I couldn't, or the family, including myself, couldn't really grasp like what was going on. Couple years after that interaction, which I felt like was pretty traumatic, you know, seeing it inspired me to start a movement and start something that can comfort people that are also going through similar mental illness and have that support and comfort. Okay, awesome. So, so basically, you you started. It kind of um, sprung from you know what you saw me deal with around the age of of ten, and you know just following up and. Just that um, what you witnessed me going through mentally, you know, my mental health a few years after that, you know, that um, desire to see something that can really help others going through that. That's where it sprung up for you. That's right. That is really beautiful. And I also just want to ask also, like, so then what would you describe, you know, like, say your the mission and the purpose of emotional comfort or if you have three words to describe that um your mission and purpose what would it be five three words would be care love and joy wow care love care, and joy love and joy like the vision is to create a happy kind yeah. loving world and that's the that's what i feel like would describe the mission and what we do mm-hmm. care love and joy care love and joy so how would you describe the connection between your um, Romeo, the emotional comfort friend, and your emotional comfort wear and mental health and well-being? So I understand, you know, just um, Romeo, he is a, he's a, you know, a focal point of emotional comfort wear. And, you know, you I understand you do desire to implement, you know, different um products as well like your your comfort wear as well um what what would you say um hit um romeo and your other comfort wear um symbolizes in terms of emotional comfort wear emotional emotional um mental health and emotional health so their outlets as far as tools of self-expression and tools for your mental health journey. So, for example, mm-hmm. Romeo is an emotional comfort friend. 
A comfort friend is someone that's there for you that can relate how you're feeling. His end goal is to be able to connect you to a community of people that are also dealing with the different mental illnesses that you can relate to or have experienced or need support in. Mm. And that can be, then that's done through our Discord and also connecting you to a therapist that can hear what you're going through and help you troubleshoot and navigate that emotion. Comfort where is more for the expression. For example, the piece I'm wearing right now says mad. So when people around you can communicate with you, like, hey, why do you feel mad? It's like a communication tool if you don't have the words or maybe the confidence at the moment to express that you're mad. It's also, that's where the care is fostered. If someone sees that, hey, this person feels mad or sad, like it can start the conversation. So it, it causes people to care about how you feel if they genuinely want to know. That's beautiful. So it's it's really all about expressing what is going inside, outside, with yep. having that outside friend and support that can even connect you with other um, forms of support as well as the where is expressing what you feel inside, uh, inside, outside, yes. which also helps, you know, connect you to those who care. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's, you got it right on the head. Okay, beautiful. And so can I, throughout this this um q a can i call emotional comfort or can i say ecw since that's the um, okay so what how how has um how would you say ewc has made you more aware of um aware of say your own um, mental health and emotional health ecw allows me to reflect on what i'm going to fill in it allows me to put into a design so it allows me to write it down, journal, ask myself what I'm feeling going through. It allows me to see what my friends and the people around me are going through to help me check in with myself. So it gives me like a moment and time to mindfully check in. So not only has it um, been, you know, inspiration to help others, but also in the same way it helps you connect with yourself yes. more. Just be more conscious of what you're going through and what you might be feeling. Yep. Wow. Okay, so this is a question also that I would like to ask is um, Romeo, the emotional comfort friend, he has a very distinct look to him, right? Um, I understand that his design was, is, you know, his design, you told me before that his design was um, inspired from me Mm. and, you know, um, my self-harm that I used to go through and, you know, my mental health as well. Um, I would ask, you know, so with that being said, you know, his description, um, I'm sure most people who are f- um, familiar with your brand know how Romeo looks, you know, with his self-harm scars um, and the, you know, different words on his back that ex- express, you know, what a lot of people who go through mental health deal with. Would you... Would you has it ever been a concern that um, Romeo could ever be triggering to some people? Has um, it ever been a concern or something that's ever come up that has been addressed? I would say it definitely has. When um, I posted it online, and you know, we got reviews saying this is triggering. It's something that was done intentionally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't fabricate the story, and. The plan is to make the next version like a healing journey. So we want it to show like the reality of mental illness. 
and then over time the different versions of Romeo with different emotions so there's not just one emotion there's happiness there's self-love so right now at the moment people are only seeing one version mm-hmm. that I understand it can be triggering but let's be honest mental illness is a real thing people are committing suicide we're talking about suicide that's a triggering topic on its own mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yes wow that's very deep it um I think it's so beautiful how you even just revealed that you know your your um plans for EWC ECW. ECW. ECW, emotional comfort wear is not only just to have Romeo, he is, you know, the start. He is like the origin, right? Yeah. He's like, um, but you are planning to have more, um, you're planning to have more comfort friends that express that healing journey, express that expression of different emotions yep. and feeling through that healing process. And that is so important, I think, for everyone to know is just that, you know, that mental health doesn't just merely stop at, oh, this is what I'm going through, but it does have to start with awareness. So really, Romeo is about that awareness and getting that level of understanding. Yes. So beautiful. I love how you're putting things together so other people can also understand. Thank you. Of course. Of course. You know, mental health, you know. I would also ask, how how do you think ECW is dismantling the stigma regarding mental illness? So with each comfort friend, right now we're having people that have a Romeo talk about their deepest, darkest moments. So it allows them to express it and share their story so other people can also feel comfortable sharing what they're going through so this stigmatized mental health because if we the more we talk about it the more people know that this is a real problem mm-hmm. and the more that people understand the real problem the more support and help we can get from each other okay so it's really centered on starting conversations yes. right centered on just shining that light like this is this is an issue. It's real. Let's talk about it. You know, let's not shy away from it, but let's talk about it, right? So even just coming from that place of awareness, how do you feel? Um, can you just share a little bit maybe about your own mental health journey? Um, you know, you know, everyone's is different. You know, some people may not go through um, maybe self-harm or, you know, maybe depression. There, you know, there's different. Some people mm-hmm. may struggle with anxiety but can you share with us your own personal unique journey i want to be vulnerable i'll say my the most challenging part for my mental health journey is like being conscious of what i'm feeling it's, it takes it takes a lot for me to express it because i haven't done it in like almost all my life growing up so it's hard to really verbalize what i'm going through so like i deal with it silently or I deal with it through, you know, what I create. So I'm working on being more vulnerable and vocal about, like, these dark moments that I face. You know, mm-hmm. right now I'm going to therapy and I'm, you know, doing art therapy, music therapy to... Because sometimes I don't have the words to mm-hmm. describe what I'm feeling. To express. Yep. Wow. And see, that's... I that I see, you know, just even ex- you expressing your own, you know, mental health journey and how you've often felt at times growing up that you didn't have the words you didn't have like the tools um needed to really process what you were going through and just how that really shows um in ecw the the awareness of expressing the awareness of bringing to light uh, which leads me to my other question how do you feel 
your early childhood would have been different if you had something like ECW? Mm, great, great question. Having ECW growing up, how that would look like? I would have had support besides like what I had in my home. Like I would have support mm-hmm. from different different backgrounds. I would have felt like more people cared. I wouldn't feel as if no one would understand me. I wouldn't feel as alone. Um, there would be a therapist. So I would feel more comforted. I would have healed in a way where like things would have got addressed right away. Like It would have been like natural. I wouldn't have had that much resistance because I know that there's a community that really cares about what I'm going through. So I would have had an outlet. To express what I'm going through versus bottling inside and keeping it all trapped in. So what you're saying is that ECW is really important to that youth, you know, right now. Because it's not something you you yourself had. It's important to the youth now because what's going on is that we are, we are um, coming to a place where we are acknowledging mental health. And ECW is that place where people can get that level of... I'm here for you. I I hear you. You know, let me give you the tools so that you can help not only understand but know how to process. A hundred percent. So wow. So you 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 guys hear it. You know, ECW is really here to bring awareness to the youth. You know, um, time passes, but we are still we still we're humans. You know, we deal with our emotions, our feelings. You know, all of these things, processing different things and. ECW is really here to help the youth, um, to help whoever needs it with realizing that it's not a taboo thing to talk about your emotions, but find healing. So thank you. Thank Thank you you really for just expressing your heart, you know, about um, where ECW comes from. So my next question for you, Essen, bro. Uh, in your opinion or experience, how would you say having faith in God can impact mental health and well-being? Faith in God definitely can impact mental health and well-being. It gives you hope. It gives you a direction. It gives you a sense of not feeling alone and knowing that life is bigger than where you are at the moment. Like having that faith in God, the creator that created everything, really really grounds you to know that the problem you're dealing with you will overcome like this too shall pass and i definitely recommend everyone to find that faith within themselves and really connect to god because let's look around what we have like the sky the trees this is all the things that are proof that there is a creator definitely i can't stress how important god is to have in your mental health healing journey wow that's beautiful beautifully and and very lyrically um expressed and the reason why i ask is because you know here in the space that we are in you know i definitely see your connection with god with faith Mm -hmm. um which leads me i'm sure i know that it, it bleeds you know it pours into you know what you do and put into the world and you know um i would say even for myself um, it is such a, an important part of the healing journey and how you said, um, even if you look at the evidence of what we see, you know, in the world and in the universe that we live in, we see that we didn't just create ourselves. And, you know, I think what makes, um, you know, when you do go through depression or grief or 
anger or something hurtful is a feeling of hopelessness. Like you said, when you have that faith in God, you have the faith that there is something higher than yourself. There is hope. There is a reason to live. Um, If I could just share um, quickly, you know, just to kind of relate to what you were saying about how um, faith in God relates to mental health. You know, I remember a time when I was... um, just going through a lot of like um, depression. And I did feel like I I wanted to come to a place of taking my life. And I even like I said, I was like so serious. Like I I was in the road. I was like, if a car comes and just hits me down, I wouldn't even care. Like that's how like, you know, when that depression hits, it just takes over your mind to a place where you feel like life doesn't matter. And I just remember hearing, um, you know, a voice telling me to hold on. And I know this day it was God, you know. I know that my faith in Jesus as God is something that keeps me going in my mental health. So I really appreciate you just um, adding, you know, adding your thoughts on um, even how that has, you know, even how that contributes to mental health. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And, you know, I know it's tough to relive this moment, and if you don't mind, I would like you to share a little bit about what you experienced, felt during this this time of hopelessness, like mm-hmm. with everyone that's listening. Just give just to give people your own words versus mine as far as like what you experienced during Absolutely. that time. Your yeah. point of view of that time. Um, there's so many ways that I can express it, you know, um, it almost felt like a, like a, you're living in a mental prison, you know, like a prison in your mind and, you know, inside that prison is, is darkness and you can't see anything outside of that, you know, um, I would say that's how depression feels. Um, you know, I felt very often that I wasn't important, you know, worthless. I felt like, if I really did, um, like, you know, if I left this earth, that no one would care. And I think um, that's something that a lot of people can relate to and why it brings them to a place of contemplating suicide is because they, they um, as myself, um, was just so convinced that nobody cared. Like my impact on this world was so insignificant, you know. Um, so I would say worthlessness was a huge part of um, how I felt when I was dealing um, very deeply with these things like worthlessness, um, just feeling like I wasn't good enough, feeling ugly, um, you know, low self-esteem. Um, you know, for a while I dealt with, I dealt with like bulimia, you know, eating mm-hmm. disorder. So not only was it just um, self-harm and like, you know, trying to like overdose myself, it was also those things, you know. Um, it's, you know, it's... um. I really can't express enough, but, you know, it's it's a deep well and, you know, sometimes people just say, you know, get over it, just be happy, you know, but it's almost like your mind is just steeped in darkness, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's really hard. And I think that somebody going through that definitely needs that, that support, that friend um, who, you know, is, I feel like mentally strong enough because um, being in that place, it can, it can, you know, bring another person down if that person also doesn't have the tools and awareness, you Mm. know? So I think that it's so important, even, you know, as you are in that place of advocating for people to always keep yourself, um, 
mentally and spiritually strong. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't go through it, but also um, have that place where you can also center yourself. Because if not, you know, it's so easy to really get um, pulled in um, also. But I would just say like loneliness, you mm. know, it's so easy. Like sometimes you can have so many people around you telling you, you know, you're loved, keep going. But like something within your mind keeps telling you like you're lonely, like nobody cares, nobody loves you, no one understands. So, you know, yeah, I mm. hope that I hope that, you know, I express it a lot. They um, express it, it amazingly. You know, enough, but. And then this is the last question I have. What does loneliness feel like for someone that can't put the word? How would you put the words of how loneliness feels like? Ooh. <laughs> um, loneliness. I would say like it's like no matter where you are, you always feel like you're just in like a like a um a secluded island. You know, mm. you could be around um people and they're hugging you and you're they're telling you all these things, but you just feel like you're in a secluded island. You know, um. It feels like there's just a void that's mm. constantly like just constantly in you and i think some people don't even realize they're lonely because they they're always doing things to be close to other people you know um whether it's going from relationship to relationship whether it's um drugs alcohol um i know at one point um i don't know if you've ever i've ever told you this but you know i remember at one point i was into um drugs you know i did like um what do you call it like acid lsd mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i did all of those things and it was just trying to escape myself i think like people who are lonely they want to escape themselves mm. because it's like i must be the source of that loneliness like you know um no one wants to really love me i don't really feel loved i think that that's the root of it like wanting to kind of escape yourself yeah. so you don't even have to deal with it loneliness is hard you know because it's it's scary you know we all i think we all want to we all want to genuinely feel loved feel seen feel understood Correct. and i think when you don't feel that you don't feel seen you know maybe you feel misunderstood you know you weren't popular at some point you know so many different factors mm -hmm, it's so mm -hmm. easy to get to that place of feeling isolated and lonely um but what i would say to anyone dealing with that know that you are loved you know your mind and your heart will always try to trick you to feel um i'm not loved i'm lonely so let me isolate myself let me do this you know um we always try to we always try to reproduce more of what we feel so when we're sad we want to reproduce more of that when we it's almost like we fulfill that even more and you might have gone through things that genuinely made you feel that way, whether it's abandonment by someone you loved and you wanted to be there um, or whatever it is. But I'm just here to tell you right now that you are loved and you have worth beyond what you've been through, beyond what your mind and your heart and your emotions want you to think. You are alive for a reason. Um, you are made in the image of God. I know some of you guys may not be religious. It's not a religious thing. You are not um, an animal. You're not a lion or a zebra. You are made in the image of God. You are. Um, you have a soul. You have purpose. Um, each and every one of you were put for a reason. You know, um, if I had taken my life, I wouldn't have been able to impact people who are also going through this. You know, I wouldn't have been able to um, be here with my family, see mm -hmm. the way they are growing. Um, 
you too have a purpose and you're gonna find you're gonna find your place don't give up you know i'm here to relay that same voice that told me to keep going don't give up because you are beautiful you are loved it doesn't matter who has left you it just matters where you are going and there is light at the end of the tunnel so you know i know that doesn't that that it's gonna come you know here and there but just know that there is always a reason each and every day to live you can't you know there are some people who who wanted to live but then suddenly they their life was taken but you who sometimes struggle with living there's someone fighting for you to live know that you are loved mm. so so yes thank you for sharing i i feel like you just read my mind and Cause I was gonna ask, what would be your last message? This is your last day on Earth, and I feel like that was you beautifully are. said. Thank you. Yeah? Yes. And you're not alone. And to anyone Definitely. that's listening to this, we greatly appreciate you. And stay alive, stay committed, and stay blessed. Stay blessed. Bye, Bye. for now.